Praise God, brothers and sisters. Apostle Paul sometimes refers to his uh, uh, readers or the people that are reading his passages as beloved. And you know, brothers and sisters, we are, we are exactly that. We are loved by Christ or we are loved by God. Can you agree with me? You know, we hear the saying that, oh, Jesus loves you. You know, we go around maybe saying it to people, Jesus loves you or, you know, go around and just, you know, throwing it out there. But I want to ask you guys a question personally ask yourselves this question does Jesus love me does God love me and like just think about it. I'd like to read a few verses from Psalm um, Psalms uh, 73 surely God is good to Israel to those who are pure in heart but as for me my feet come close to stumbling my steps had almost slipped for I was envious of the arrogant as I suffer the prosperity of the wicked for there was no pains in their death and their body is fat and there is not in, and there are there they are not in trouble as other men nor they are plagued like mankind therefore pride is their necklace their garment of violence covers them their eye bulges from fatness and the imaginations of their heart run riot they mock and wickedly speak of oppression they speak from on high they have set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue parades through the earth therefore his people return to the place and waters of abundance are drunk by them. They say, how does God know? And is their knowledge with the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked and always at ease. They have increased in wealth. Brothers and sisters, I know it's not only me who does this. I'm pretty sure there's more, like a lot of us do this. And we ask sometimes, God, why am I struggling in life? Why do I not have success? Like, it's almost as if you look at other people and as if God loves them more. You know, we look at other people and we're like, like, why does he have that? And why is he more successful? Or why do they have more? And why is it, why do they get it easier than we do? And we ask ourselves, like, God, why do you love them more than you love me, maybe? You know, and I'd, I'd like to ask you, what do you, how can you tell in your life that God loves you? If you say that God loves you, what signs do you see in your life that God really does love you? And you know, we just read Hebrews, uh, thank you Ivan, we just read in Hebrews, and if you were paying attention, it talked a lot about discipline. Discipline is the one thing that God shows to his beloved, to show that he loves them. And I'd like to read from Proverbs uh, 3, 11 to 12. And it says this, Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. Brothers, we, we see it right here. It says, do not reject the discipline. And it says, whom the Lord loves, he reproves. And in other translations, it says, he disciplines them or, or chastises them. And I'd like to ask you guys, like, to look at yourselves in your life, where does God show you that reproof? Where does he show you that rebuke, that discipline in your life? Or do we even accept that discipline in our lives? Maybe God is trying to tell us something. He's trying to discipline us. And we just shake it off and say, oh, this is just life. It's just how life goes. And it's not God. Maybe we're not, we're not looking for God to God for his answers in our life. You know, and I'd like to ask you guys what you guys see as discipline because I'm not when I say discipline maybe some of you guys are thinking you know getting spanked or smacked or I don't know um, rebuked or you know grounded maybe 
You know, discipline is a big word, and I, I looked it up actually to see what the definition of discipline was. And Google says the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct obedience. And later on, I'd like to talk about the difference between punishment and, and discipline. Because sometimes we think, oh, we, God is merciful. He's not going to punish us. Or, you know, we're not going to get in trouble for this and that. And oftentimes, it's not the punishment. Punishment is for those who are going to hell. Their punishment is, you know, hell. And brothers and sisters, we don't get punished by God. We get, we get chastised. We get disciplined by him. And he does it out of love. That is the difference between, between the punishment and, and uh, discipline. And we as Christians need discipline in our lives. And not only discipline as in the discipline to where we got to, you know, discipline ourselves to, you know, stay in prayer, stay in the, in the word, um, and have a relationship with Christ. That is discipline all on its own. But we need discipline from God. We need that discipline, that chastising, that God shows us where we're going off track. And it's our job to have that relationship with Christ, to have that fellowship with him, so we can see when God is trying to tell you or me something. Because he is trying to always improve us. He's trying to, for us to get more and more like him. Our job as Christians, we are in Christ. That's what the word Christian means. And when we're in Christ, we're striving to be more and more like Christ. We're trying to be more and more Christ-like. And, you know, we, let's look at um, the fact that God disciplines. He, we can see his love through his discipline because he's not going to discipline, you know, Satan's uh, demons or anything. They're, you know, he, he has no, no reason to discipline, you know, the people that are, you know, um, praising or uh, worshiping Satan. You know, and same thing with Satan. He, he's not going to fight for his own people. If you're Satan's, he, you know, he's like, okay, I want this guy. I don't need to fight for him. He's going to go and attack those Christians. He's going to attack me and you. And that is when our discipline in Christ comes in handy. God is trying to discipline us so that we can withstand that. And I'll, I'll back that up with scripture in a little bit. Me and you are sons and, sons and daughters of Christ. And that is why we do get that, that discipline from him. I'd, I'd like to move on and uh, talk about the difference between punishment, consequences, and discipline. And punishment is what we have to pay our debts with. Punishment is what we can receive from, I don't know, the government or, you know, if you get into an accident or whatever. You get punished by, you know, officers. You get punished in this, in this life, in this earthly life uh, from other people. And we get punished also from God if we reject him we get punished with hell and consequences I like to move on to consequences and save discipline for last consequences is the natural outcome for the choices we make in our life oftentimes maybe like we get into you know some trouble or going through some hardships and we think this is God disciplining us. We think this is God getting us in trouble for something. We start repenting. But brothers and sisters, sometimes we do things that are not so smart. And we have to suffer the consequences of those things. If we're, you know, speeding, we get pulled over. You know, I know my sister, we were driving once. She was speeding and, you know, she saw lights behind her. And she starts praying like, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm like... Hey, this is your fault. Jesus is not punishing you. This is just the officers that are punishing you. This is just the law. 
you know, God forgave you. He's not, he has nothing against you for speeding. Like, you just disobey the law, so you're going to pay the consequences of the law. So there are things in life that happen because of consequences, because of our choices that we make. And we have to bear, we have to live through those consequences. You know, I have, I have stories in my life, I, uh, testimonies to where, yeah, sometimes I got into, you know, some trouble or I got into an accident once, you know, and I'm like, you know, praying, I'm sorry, this and that, Jesus, please forgive me. You know, I'm going to bed praying that what happened didn't happen as if it was just a bad dream. Pretty sure some of us have that to where, you know, we're, we're going to bed and we're like, Jesus, just let me wake up and as if nothing happened. You know, and I, I was in an accident before a couple years back, and uh, I, not an accident, but I flew off, uh, I guess, the road into a ditch. I flew out of the ditch. My car flipped a couple times. I ended up in the back seat when I, I gained consciousness, you know, and I'm, you know, I had to, I had to um, bear the, the, I had to live through the consequences you know, and I got in trouble as well. I got punished. I had to bear the consequences. And at the same time, the one thing that, that separates punishment, consequences, and discipline is that discipline is what brings us closer to Christ. And discipline is the one, the one thing that happens in your life, that trouble, that hardship that you go through that brings you closer to God. And it's not exactly... Something that we did or something that someone else did. God lets these things happen so that we live through that hardship. He helps us through that hardship. And we see his hand in that hardship. His love is what carries through us through that. And that is where God's discipline disciplines us so that we could become more Christ-like. So we could push ourselves, uh, our, our, ourselves, our egos aside and we get closer to Christ by... God opening our eyes, our spiritual eyes inside of us so that we could see where we're not like we're supposed to be. We're, we're not close to Christ. You know, and I've had instances to where, you know, things happen like, you know, some of us at work, you know, maybe hit your uh, finger with a hammer or something, you know, and I once came home with like a, a black finger and I'm, I came home and I start pack, like uh, bandaging it up and whatnot. My mom's like, "You are probably showing your finger to someone." And I'm like, "No, mom. Not, it, not not always is it something that you know God is punishing you for something. But if we're in relationship with Christ, He will show us where those instances are to where our maybe I wasn't paying attention and that's why I smacked my finger. Whereas where Christ is trying to teach us something, there will actually be some kind of lesson to take from it." We will actually change for the better in those hardships, through those hardships, because God will be trying to teach us in them. You know, and I know a lot of us growing up, you know, we would get in trouble from our parents. I would get in trouble, I would say, quite a bit from my parents. And, you know, I would come up to my dad when I got in trouble. I'd be like, Dad, I'm so sorry. I'd never do it again. And he's like... Max, I forgive you, but I still have to spank you. I still got to get you in trouble. And it's like, why? If you forgive me, why do I got to carry the, you know, um, the um, nakazanya? Sorry, my bad. I'm switching around Russian and English. 
And so sometimes it's like that, like we're wondering, God, like if you forgave me, I, I already prayed. I went out on stage. I said sorry. And we're, we're asking for forgiveness, but we're still bearing the consequences. And that's because we do have to uh, carry the consequences. We do have to carry those out because there wouldn't be no justice if, you know, God just erased what happened. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. What happened happened. So our mistakes we got to live with. And that's why we got to try living a spiritual and Christ-like life so that those mistakes don't interfere with our relationship with Christ. You know, mistakes like, I don't know, you know, I guess drinking, smoking, all these, they'll come back to bite you guys, brothers and sisters. Hanging out, you know, late, um, sleeping around, whatever you want to call it, all these, all these choices we make, they're going to come back, come back and bite us. Whether we like it or not, we think we get away once, we think we get away twice, you know, with just a little bit here, a little bit there. But brothers and sisters, that is going to follow you around. You know, if you think you, you didn't get caught, you slipped away, you know, maybe you stole something, you know, whoever knows what it may be. You might think you slipped away, you, nobody caught you, but brothers and sisters, God saw what happened, that's first. And second of all, your actions, your choices are going to follow you. The consequences will follow you and you will, have to, you will have to carry those out, you will have to live through those consequences. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be pleasant, brothers and sisters, when... It, it, it's that one verse from the Bible that says we reap what we sow. You know, whatever we sow right now, we're going to reap. Whether we like it or not, whether it's going to take 10 years, maybe 5 years, a year from now, it'll, the, the secrets always come out in the end, brothers and sisters. So, you know, that's why we got to stay close. We got to stay disciplined, disciplined in Christ so that we can stay away from these bad choices that we make. And discipline is what makes us better people. It makes us more like Christ. Even though it might not be pleasant and it's painful, brothers. But that is what God's love is. Just like we read in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 12, Ivan read, if we were paying attention, we see that our fathers discipline us. And it, what kind of father loves his child more? Someone who, if you think about it, if your dad just let you go out with a bunch of money and live your life, do whatever you wanted, and never teach you what is right, what is wrong, never sent you to school, all this other stuff, like... Would that be any kind of love? You know, money is not, not love. Giving money to someone is not. It can be an act of kindness, but it's not the love that you want to see from parents. The, the love that you want to see from our, our God is the one that brings us to salvation, the one that gives us that golden ticket into salvation, into his kingdom. You know, and discipline from God, it's not, it's not a punishment for our sins. It's more of a lesson. It's more of a lesson for us not to make that mistake again. It's more of a lesson of God showing you that he's right there with you, that he brought you through that, and that you're going to become stronger. And you, when we go through falls and trials, uh, falling down, whatever, trials, we get up and we see what went wrong, where we went wrong, where, where we did the wrong thing. And that is what builds us to become a better person. That is what builds us to become better Christians. You know? And now... We can see the what. I went through the what. What is discipline? And I went through some of the why. Why does God discipline us? And 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 32. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 32. But when we are judged, we are disciplined by the Lord, so we will not be condemned along with the world. 
We carry those punishments out right now, those disciplinary actions right now on earth, so that when judgment day comes, we've already had our judgment here on earth. Then we can stand before God with a clean slate. God already has, has already washed your sins away. We don't make those same mistakes again because we learn we are through discipline, we are obedient to Christ, to God, and we become better. We become the more of the wise of discipline is because God loves us. That's why he disciplines us. We become more Christ-like. We become better. We grow spiritually. We grow in faith. We grow in righteousness. Hebrews 12, 11. I'm just going to jump around a little. You don't have to follow. I'll just read, read the verse. We already read it today, but Hebrews 12, 11 I like to read it again. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterwards yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. It leads us to righteousness. Brothers and sisters, but it's mine and your job to see that discipline. The things that are happening around us in our lives, the hardships, God is letting those happen. He wants you to get closer to Him. He is calling you. He's sending those hardships. Those, he's letting those trials happen in your life. So that you could see his hand in your life. So that you would turn to him. So that your ego wouldn't get in the way of your relationship with him. But you would actually search for them. You would, you would see that you are nothing without him. I am nothing without him. We can't do anything without him. And, and God will send us through those trials for us to, for our eyes to be open. So that we can see that we are nothing without him. And the sooner we do it, the less painful it is. You know, the further and further you get into sin... The bigger the, the bigger the, I guess, disciplinary action or punishment in this case. And so brothers and sisters, how important it is for us to have that relationship with Christ so that we could hear his voice. If we're not searching for him in his word and prayer, then when he's trying to talk to us, when he's trying to send hardship to us, we're going to be like, oh, that's just life. We're going to be like, that just happened. You know, it's, it's not nothing. I was talking to this one brother, we were at a Bible study, and we, we were talking about this same very uh, subject, and we talked about, you know, we were asking each other, has Christ ever, has God ever punished you? You know, and we're sitting, and he's like, you know, back in the day, I used to think that, yeah, I got punished there, you know, and I changed, you know, I thought God punished me there and there, and he's like, I saw God uh, punish me, and I took it as punishment, I repented, I got closer to Christ. He's like, but I look back now and it wasn't, it wasn't punishment. It just happened because of life. But no, brothers and sisters, God is trying to tell you something. God is trying to bring you closer to him. Don't fall away spiritually. God, every single thing that happens in our life, God is trying to speak to you. And he's trying to speak to me on, through the things that happen in my life. He's try, we're, we are serving others. We are supposed to be Christ-like so that we can live for others. So that others could see that light in us and see Christ through us. And if we don't have that relationship with Christ, if he doesn't discipline us, if we don't see that discipline happening in our lives, then we can't do that. If we're not disciplined, then how can we show that light? How can we show Christ to others? You know, in the next why is the purification and holiness. When we get through all of this, when we get through that discipline that God is trying to show us, we bear fruit and we become more righteous, we become more whole, we become more pure. And we become vessels of Christ that carry his light. And we could be those vessels that carry on his word, that carry on his light to other people. Carry on his love. 
And I'd like to move on to the how. How does God show his discipline? And we already went through them all, but through hardships, through trials, through lack of success or blessing. You know, when I take into consideration, like, you know, training a dog. When you train a dog, if he does something wrong, you don't give him that treat. Sometimes we're not having blessing in our lives. Sometimes we're not having success in our life. And we think, why? Maybe we're not getting that blessing because, you know, God wants us to get closer to him. Maybe God wants something else from us. Maybe we got to ask God, God, what are you trying to tell me in this situation? God, what do you want from me? How can I become better? How can I become more like you? And sometimes we don't see that. You know, sometimes we don't see that God is trying to tell us something, trying to show us something through our life. And we just, you know, just ignore the fact that we didn't get that blessing. You know, just like sometimes dogs do, you got to, you know, 10 times, 20 times, 100 times before they actually catch on that they have to do something to get that treat. That they have to, you know, be obedient. You know, and God, God speaks in many ways. And in, I don't know, maybe I didn't name one of the ways he speaks to you in your life. But it's not always it doesn't always have to be physical. It doesn't always have to be, you know, some hardship in your life. You know, it could be just someone else, some brother, maybe pastor comes up to you and, you know, says some kind of, you know, rebuke, you know. I've had it to where after I preach, you know, on Sunday, I have a bunch of people come up to me and he's, I had one lady be like, hey, you prayed with your uh, hands over your mouth. She's like, don't do that again. It's disrespectful. You know, I kind of like you know, got offended by her a little bit, then I was like, you know, she's not saying this out of, you know, um, anger or anything at me. She just wants to me, be, me to be better. This is God just telling me that, like, when I'm praying, maybe I'm praying, when I'm praying in front of people, I'm praying in front of people. Pray so that they can hear you. And, you know, it's not always when people are trying to tell you something, ask God, what is it that you want from me in this situation? What is it that you're trying to tell me through this person, maybe? You know, through the, you know, one of the pastors or, you know, maybe someone is rebuking you for something else. Search in God, in his word for that one thing that God is trying to change in your life. You know, if we're not faithful in the small, if God is trying to, you know, discipline us in one aspect of our life and we're not listening, how can he go on and help us become better in other aspects of our life and like the bigger areas if we're not even faithful in the small? My next point is in the future. What can we do in the future when we go through this? Romans chapter 8, verse 28. <clears throat> it says, We know that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. Brothers, we hear the brothers, sisters, we hear this verse all the time. Everything works for the good to those who love the Lord right so if everything if something isn't happening like we want it to that doesn't mean you know God isn't there for us you know and sometimes we think that like you know this situation happened oh it's for the better you know maybe I lost my car maybe insurance is going to pay me out you know twice as much no it's not always like that because when this verse refers to us as spiritual beings it says we know that for all things work together for the good and what is good God is good and we Everything works for the good, and when God is good, we work, it works for his glory. So when something happens in our life, we might think that, oh, I love the Lord, it's going to be for the better if in my personal life, but it's not always about you. It's not always, 
about what's better for me, but what's better for the glory of God, what's better for his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, we are serving God's kingdom. Us here on earth, we're serving God's kingdom. So whatever happens, it is serving for God's glory. We are serving for God's glory. So when something happens, don't think that, oh, God, God will fix this. It will become better in my life. No, maybe he used that situation, that, that thing that happened in your life and other people's lives so that it could serve for his glory, not just for your own benefit. And God doesn't leave us in those moments. He knows that those moments, those situations bring us closer to him because we start searching for him. We start asking him why, you know, and God loves that. God loves when we come to him and ask him questions. He loves it when we have fellowship with him. You know, and sometimes it's, you know, hard to believe sometimes, you know, that everything works for the good and this and that. You know, and sometimes it's hard to believe that God loves you maybe sometimes. Maybe you're going through something where, you know, it feels like your life is upside down. You know, and believe me, trust me, God is trying to put you through something. He puts you through fire like we heard today. You are the clay. He puts you through that fire so that you could be, he's the potter. He, he builds that clay out of you so that you could become his vessel, so that you could become part of his kingdom. So in conclusion, I'd like to read the last couple verses. I know I'm reading all over the place, but there was a lot of verses to read, so uh, I, I could keep going and going, but I'd like to finish up already. So I'll read from James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Concert it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That is what God wants for you and for me, so that we lack in nothing. You know, he wants you to be successful. He wants you to have everything. But this is all serving his glory, his kingdom, brothers and sisters. And it says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter, encounter various trials. When you're going through a hardship, when you're going through some kind of trial that God is putting you through. Consider it joy, Apostle Paul writes. And he's writing that because God cares about you. That's why he is sending that. If he didn't care about you, you wouldn't have any hardships in your life. You would have it nice and easy like we read in Psalms in the beginning. Those people have it really good. They're living their life. They, it looks like they're super successful and whatnot. But brothers and sisters, God puts us through hardships so that we could get closer to him. So that we could have endurance. We could have that righteousness that build our faith so that we could be like Job and Noah and the men of God that are in the Bible. You know, and that, those verses pretty much sum everything up. In Job 5.17, it's written, Blessed is the man who, who God corrects so that... Blessed is the man whom God corrects, so do not despise the discipline of, his, of the Almighty. In Revelations 3.19, same thing. Those who I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. When God is trying to show us something... Look for that. Look for what he wants from you, brothers and sisters. I encourage you guys. God, like, God wants to speak to you, to me. He wants to speak to us. And he wants to have that fellowship every day. When we don't have that fellowship, we're not going to hear anything. We're not going to get anything from Christ if we're not looking for it. You know, if we're not looking for answers, we're not going to get any. We're just going to get, you know, just emptiness, just blank. If you guys want, later you guys can read Deuteronomy chapter 8 at home. 
due to lack of time, I'll, I'll just summarize it. And in the beginning of, the, of this chapter, it writes about, you know, God putting us through hardships, through that desert. He's putting us through hardships so that we can become better. Then after we become holy, become righteous, he blesses us. He's speaking to the, the nation of Israel. He blessed them with many blessings. You know, milk and honey flowing out of, you know, water flowing out of rocks and all this other good stuff. But in the end, I'd like to finish off with verse 19. Verse 19, this is where the word punishment comes in. Deuteronomy 8, 19. It shall come about you if you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you today that you will surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so you shall perish because you would not listen to the voice of the Lord your God. Brothers and sisters, this is deep. This is really deep. I'd like to finish off with this, but I'd like us to look at these verses. And, and here it says, God just punished. He sent those people to hell just because they didn't listen to his voice. Brothers and sisters, I can promise you that God is speaking to you in your life today. He's trying to tell you something through the, through the hardships, through the things that you're going through in your life. He's trying to tell you something. He's trying to speak to you. He's trying to have a relationship with you. And if you don't accept that, if you don't listen to him, to his voice, it'll just be like this, like it says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, 19. And they were punished because they did not listen to his voice. Things don't happen by chance, brothers and sisters. God, through everything we do, God is right there with us. You know, I know you guys have seen that picture of where a man was walking uh, on sand and there was two sets of footprints it was supposedly him and Christ and when the sand got really deep and it was hard to walk he looks at like the picture there was only one set of footprints and they're like God like why weren't you there when I needed you most where were your footprints right next to mine and God said those were my footprints I was carrying you brothers and sisters so God trying to carry you carry you through your life through your hardships he's trying to speak to you through your life but we gotta, we gotta have our spiritual eyes open. For our spiritual eyes to be open, we have to be spiritually in it. We have to be in that spiritual relationship with Christ. Life, your life is gonna fly by like nothing else. It's gonna be what, 40, 50, 60 years, whoever knows how long. And then what? What have you built for yourself? What have you built in the kingdom of God? God is trying to build you up for that last day, for that last battle. Do we hear his voice in our lives today? And I'd like to encourage us, brothers and sisters. Build that relationship with Christ. Build it, brothers and sisters. You know, I have, a, I have a cousin, a buddy I go to the gym with every day. And, you know, after the gym, sometimes we call each other and we talk on the phone. And, you know, I, my wife sometimes asks me, she's like, man, you spend like an hour and a half, two hours in the gym in the morning. Like, what else do you guys have to talk about? But brothers and sisters, the more, the bigger relationship you have with someone. When you get married, the more time you spend with someone, the more time you spend with Christ, the more you're going to get from him. The more you're going to see how much he loves you. The more you're going to hear what he wants to tell you. Obviously, if you don't ever have that relationship, you'll never hear his voice. You'll never know what he wants from you. So I encourage you guys, brothers and sisters, have that fellowship. Search for him in his word and prayer, brothers and sisters. It's not that hard, especially if you think about what our main goal is. You know, when our 60 years, 80 years pass and we're gone from this world, you know, people are leaving at 20, you know, the girl that died recently. Nobody knows when their life is over. It's not even going to be your fault. 
someone else crashes into you? And where are you with your relationship with Christ? I like to get on our knees and ask God to, you know, to speak to us, to get us on fire, you know, so that we could be on fire for Him, so that we could burn with a fire for Him, so that we, we search for His glory in our life, so that His glory could shine through our life, and His name be praised through our actions and through our words. Jesus, hallelujah.